that I was married to. Oh my God, that was so freaking <laughs> So I will say, Heather and Whitney in this episode are the freaking funniest they have ever been on the season thus far. I love it. They're our favorites by far. Yeah, they're our favorites. This is episode three, by the way. And you remember when we were doing intro to the cast and you were saying how much you really liked Whitney and I was just like, she is such a bore fest. Yeah. And she and Heather have the best sayings in this episode specifically. So I'm super excited to get to that. Yeah, no kidding. Where do we start? Well, let's start at the party. It was to be continued, remember? Oh, God. Stupid. They're overutilizing to be continued. Well, they're doing that on every franchise. So if they're at a party or at some venue, they always end in the middle of a fight. And then they say, to be continued, so that they can continue to fight into the next episode. I know. As if we weren't, we weren't going to watch it again. I know, it's but stupid. it used to be used so seldomly, and then you could not wait till the next week. But now they use it every episode of every Housewife franchise. That is getting old. Yeah. But anyway, we went back to that dumb prohibition party. Yeah, what do you think about that? So you remember last episode when you were very worked up about the scratches on the booths? And how you just thought it was the cheapest place that they could have rented out because they didn't even rent out the whole venue. How did you like the door? Yeah, I was telling Amber that. So you guys, I'm one of those people that I could literally complain about the same thing a hundred million times over, over and over. And anybody who knows me, it's probably the most charming thing about me is Uh, that I can just obsess over some particular complaint about something and just complain over and over again. And we're going to call it, we're calling it charming. And so I'm going to just move on from the whole, that place looks gross, except for to say that the door, when Jen was exiting the party, having an absolute meltdown, meltdown, we'll go back for a second because we do want to talk about a couple of the stuff that happened before she had the meltdown. But when she was exiting the door, there were two glass doors, like a glass door in a strip mall or something. Yeah, yeah. One pushes open and one pushes out. Yeah. On one door, there were two handwritten signs and giant magic marker. One said, not this door, exit with an arrow to the next door because when the door doesn't work. And then the other door said exit written in big magic marker. I was like, where the hell are they? Well, it goes to what I was saying that when they first did the episode number one, it was at the Shaw Chalet and they were having that big party. I keep hammering on this as like a Tuesday night party. It wasn't a typical party. It didn't have the Bravo oomph to it. And this prohibition venue is kind of, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's, it's tacky. But I will say this, Amber, honestly, when you think about it, there's very few places in Utah that are going to be comparable to some of the other franchises where you could go to have an event for a Real Housewives show, right? You'd have to be probably mostly focused in Park City, right? In the Deer right. Valley, Park yeah, City Yeah, I was going to say, right? You know, when we get to the Bedellin later, we can talk about that venue. But yeah, this was particularly tacky. And my sister even said, I said, where is that place? And she said, oh, it's down south near Fashion Place Mall. Fashion Place Mall, you guys. Yeah, that's where we used to go in 1985 to go to Nordstrom. Yeah. Well, okay. So poor Jen. She's having an absolute breakdown. She has a breakdown. I think Sharif comes to pick her up or some driver comes to pick her up. And then it's we jump to 
Oh, no. You know what I'm forgetting about that episode? Heather Gay. She's the star of the show. That clip. Yeah. When she says, she goes up to go to the bathroom. This was the best part. She gets up to go to the bathroom, and she's telling Whitney or whoever's sitting there. It was Whitney. And by the way, they were the funniest people in that scene by far, and they both were saying funny things right and left. Oh, yeah. And she gets up to the bathroom, and she's like, Hey, Whitney, make sure you guard my lollipop chicken drumsticks and burger. And I was just like, I love her. And then it even prompted me last night to say to Amber, because we were eating huevos rancheros, I got up to go somewhere and I put my huevos rancheros on the coffee table. I said, Amber, will you guard and protect my meal? And that's from another dumb show. If you guys guard remember. and protect was from Bachelorette. Guard and protect my heart. heart. And it was that Casey guy. Oh, and what was God. her name? What was her name? Girardi. Somebody oh, Girardi. Nilla or something. Ben- like Vienna? Yeah. Vienna and Casey. Remember that? And he, oh. Didn't he have that anchor a, or something? He had a tattoo. A, a sword. A sword. With a tattoo. Yeah. And he kept saying. And he kept saying to her, I'm, I'm going to guard and protect your heart. heart. Well, I need somebody to guard and protect my huevos rancheros, just like Heather Gay needs somebody to guard and protect her burger and her lollipop chicken drumsticks. Sarah, I will always guard and protect your heart. Well, have it just my food. I know. That's the most important thing to you. And then the other funny thing that happened was, and I'll let you talk about it, was when Whitney said about, she went to Jen Shaw because she basically said later, I had to go up there and act like I was caring about her or was worried about her having her breakdown because otherwise I'm super scared of her. Something to that effect. Yeah, I don't yeah. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but she was so funny. Whitney God, was, was so bold, good. This. So so funny. Anyway. Um, well what was good about that episode or that scene is that it then shot to Heather Gay's house and Jen Shaw was coming so maybe a day or two after the yeah. party. And Jen Shaw shows up and there's two things that was so funny is that Jen Shaw ordered sushi to be delivered to Heather Gay's house when she got there. And then it showed all those flashbacks of Jen Shaw always having food and always bringing snacks. And I thought, oh my God, that's so like you. You always have to know where your next meal is. We will be eating breakfast and you'll be like, what's for lunch? Or we'll be eating lunch and you're like, okay, let's plan for dinner. You cannot finish a meal without already planning your next meal. And that is Jen Shaw. Agree. I agree. And Jen Shaw must be the best friend in the entire world. If she's going to provide food to any place that she's going to show up to, she's clearly the best person that yeah, she should ever be friends that with. That is pretty sweet. And then actually, this interaction between Heather and Jen, I thought was kind of telling because Jen was basically saying that she was super lonely and that Sharif's never around because he's the football coach. And she just was super lonely and feels very isolated. Well, that came up in the context of Heather basically saying, hey, Jen, what the hell happened at that party? Why are you freaking out Mm -hmm. the way that you Mm -hmm. did? Because honestly, you guys, the fight was over nothing. If you recall, Meredith went to Mary Cosby's church and Jen Shaw was mad at Meredith because she felt like that was a betrayal of Meredith for going to Mary Cosby's church. And then she freaked the fuck out at that party. Truly went batshit crazy, called Mary Cosby a grandfather fucker. I don't think she literally said that, but said the fucked grandpa and just went crazy. And so then Heather at her house was just saying, what the fuck, Jen? And that's when Jen sort of gave us that piece of information about her personal life. Yeah. First of all, Jen was really a super hard on Meredith. I thought actually Meredith handled herself really well in that moment. She just kind of listened to her. And then she kind of looked at her like she was going crazy because she was. 
And then my favorite line of that was when Meredith had to, quote, disengage yeah. from the conversation, which totally reminded me of Scientology. <laughs> words yeah, that they use. They're going to disengage. But anyway, so it was just an opening and an insight to Jen Shaw's loneliness. Well, was that also the scene where she talked about how her dad had died a year before and so it was coming up on the anniversary of his death? Yeah, I can't remember the exact time, but yeah, it showed her kissing the grave. and Well, and she mentioned that her husband, because he yeah. was a football coach, didn't even attend her father's funeral. Because he was way at a game. Which, by the way, you guys. We actually, decided that wasn't okay. No, when your spouse's parent dies, there's no excuse. Unless you literally cannot get on a plane and get there. Like, there's no plane there. There's no excuse for not being there. You don't think a University of Utah go Utes <laughs> is a reason? Listen. You are a... I am alum. a, I'm a, You're a U. I'm a Utah diehard alum. No. Okay. And by the way, I don't actually believe last season was good for the Utes either. So yeah. it's not like they were in a championship season going on there. Yeah. We're going to say Sharif. No, that's not acceptable. So yeah. I can't remember the exact timeline, but then we skip to the art gallery with yeah. Meredith and Lisa. and Lisa. And when Meredith reveals the, separation. I felt like that was so set up. It was painful to watch them try to act. Well, it was boring. I think we both originally thought that Meredith and Lisa both live in Park City. I'm not convinced that Lisa lives in Park City anymore. You aren't? No, I'm really trying to pay attention when she comes out of that neighborhood. No, no. I think Lisa's in Salt Lake and I think Meredith is in Park City. Yeah, but remember you originally thought Lisa was in Jeremy Ranch, which is outside of Park City. I know. I did think it was Jeremy Ranch. And then we were driving up to Bonneville Shoreline Trail, and I thought, is this the area that she lives up? And I don't even know what that's called. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to find you, Lisa. (laughs) We're going to find you. So I do think that it was a setup. They're oh, let's go to Mirror's friend who owns an art gallery. By the way, it was a very nice art gallery. I thought the art looked pretty. I love that art. It actually reminded me of the woman that did that one painting for us. Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. So they just went into that art gallery so that Meredith could tell Lisa that she was getting separated. Yeah. As if she hadn't already ever told her that before fucking Real Housewives. But I know, right? That's why Lisa was doing a good acting job. Yeah, it was a total acting job. Well, I thought it was mediocre. And then she did the crying. And then that was that. And then we moved on to one of the best parts of this show. Do you know what I'm going to go to? The Met Gala? No. Oh, <laughs> yes. Good. Mary's house. Oh, geez. I didn't think that was the best part of the show. In fact, I really Well, it was like so it. stunning to me. Okay, so Lisa Barlow was saying, oh, Mary is so well, stylish off, and eclectic. And then they wait, split to her inside of the house, and I was stunned. Okay, you know what? I just learned something about you. What? So I think what happens is you get really excited about something. Uh-huh. And then you, it's sort of like you skip over important points. Okay. So <laughs> on Lisa Barlow. Yeah. Okay, first off, she shows up at Mary... Cosby's house for no reason. Is there any reason why she's at Mary Cosby's house? No, because there's no fucking way that Lisa Barlow has anything to do with Mary Cosby. They're not friends. They don't know each other. They probably never even met more than two seconds before they film that freaking scene. Maybe that's an exaggeration. But they sit across from each other at the Met Gala because Lisa was supporting Mary. Well, okay, whatever. Who cares? Okay. But Lisa Barlow shows up at Mary's house. We don't know where Mary's house is either. It's somewhere. Oh, I, know, I it's a thought, big house in Salt Lake. I, okay, know. So I know. Then I thought, is it up in City Creek Canyon? Yeah. Area? Where is it? Up I, don't I don't know. We need to know. But she shows up for no reason whatsoever, apparently only to criticize Mary's decor. And I just felt like, what is the purpose of this scene? I mean, there was a family scene before Lisa showed up, which 
was when Mary was talking to her husband a little bit in the kitchen. And there's a little bit of that. But other than that, I don't understand the purpose of the scene. But in any event, anyway, Lisa Barlow shows up and immediately says, oh, you know, Mary Cosby's so stylish. She dresses so great. But her house doesn't seem to match that or something like that. And I was like, okay. But you said to me, you woke up because last night you couldn't sleep and you started thinking about Mary's house. And what was your conclusion? Well, the decor of the house was filled with antiques and a teal wool How do you know it was wool? Because it looked wool. Want to know why? It looked like the green wool carpeting that I had in my house here in Salt Lake in 1982. Okay. And the fringe on the sofa. Oh, yeah. White sofas. It looked cream. Yeah, with fringe. With fringe. Horrible fringe. Yeah. And Lisa Barlow made a comment, basically, that her decor was horrible. And then when I was lying awake last night, I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. I bet you Mary Cosby just moved her ass right on into that grandma house with grandpa. (laughs) Do you think that's true? No, I absolutely think that that was grandma's furnishings. Oh, my goodness. Because I actually think Lisa's right. Mary Cosby, despite the fact that she doesn't wear clothes that I think, I mean, I don't think she looks good, like, in her Louis Vuitton dress and stuff. Well, and then she looked like Madonna's, like, a virgin outfit. Hold that outfit. Yeah, I know. Hold that. That's too good. Yeah. Like, don't even go there yet. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel in general, though, she does wear more stylish attire than would match with the furniture in her house. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was a moment. It was really, honestly, a blast from the past. In a bad way. Yeah. In a not exactly interesting way. Yeah. And so I love after this is the rest of the episode, which is really based around the Met Gala luncheon. And I just want to ask you, what was your thoughts when it showed Whitney and Heather in the car together driving to the luncheon? And it was in what part of Salt Lake was that scene? Well, I couldn't figure that out. So... First off, Whitney and Heather are really the funniest people in this whole episode. They probably came up with a bunch of good stuff when they were in the car as well. I just don't remember. But they both live south. So the Met Gala luncheon took place at a downtown restaurant. We'll talk about it in a minute. But they both live south of downtown. And I'm pretty sure Heather lives in Holiday. And I'm pretty sure Whitney lives much farther out south. And I'm not even shitting you. It looked like they were driving up State Street all the way from down south, 7200 south, 72nd south. All the way up to downtown. And we both thought to ourselves while we were watching it, why are they showing? First off, there's no green screen because that was definitely Salt Lake City. Why are they showing that street? It looked horrific. It was dilapidated. Yeah. It was storefronts were shut down. Well, shut down not because of COVID. I know. And remember the big truck that pulled up in the background? That was the best part. Pickup trucks just alongside the car. (laughs) With the hee-haws. And trust me, I drive a pickup truck in two seconds alongside. But it was bizarre in a fantastic way. Yeah. And so it was they, Salt Lake City at its finest. Yeah. And I love it. I think Whitney called it Met Gala Cocktail Attire Luncheon. Um, that was Heather. That was so funny. And then she made reference to the bee feeders. That was so funny. Yeah. Do you have that? Bee feeders and a red carpet at noon in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Did I need to get that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, we had to tape that, you guys. Whitney, oh, God, her accent is so good, too. She just makes you laugh. Not because of the accent, but just the way she says stuff. So Whitney and Heather are driving along State Street, apparently, all the way to downtown so they can get to Vultures, which... Okay, Osteria. Well, I have a story about that now. So my mom and I 
My mom lived a long time in New Jersey outside of Manhattan because my dad was working in Manhattan. Trust me, my parents, they came from nothing. So I'm not suggesting that they're like hoity-toity or anything like that. But my mom likes herself some good food. Yeah, she does. Yeah. That's why I'm a little bit less picky in terms of it could be almost anything as long as it's good for me. So one day, my mom and I were talking to somebody who lives in my mom's condominium building, who we thought would have a good referral to where to go eat dinner. Mm -hmm. And she sent us to Walter's, which is, I looked it up too, Amber, which is a Tuscan Austria. So that guy is apparently Italian. Walter, he doesn't look Italian. He sounds Austrian. Yeah, maybe it's that northern German-Italian thing going on. So my mom and I go in there, and they give you plates just Filled with food, Ugh. too much food, just way too much. And I thought to myself, you know what? Just because you're in Salt Lake, you don't need to have piles and piles of pasta on your plate. But maybe that's what they have to do to get customers to come because Ugh. the regular sizes are not. I don't know. I know. You know, because when you go to an Italian restaurant in New York or something yeah. like that, it's the tiny pieces. little yeah. pieces of pasta. And you're like, like, what? So one of the other things. So. Prior to the women arriving at the Met Gala luncheon, and we so all no think- one knows why they even picked a Met Gala. Well, oh, she said- likes to dress up. No, Mary said she likes to dress up. She likes costumes. Okay, but Heather said it, or Whitney said it. They don't even think she knows what Met Gala is. It just sounds fancy. Who said that? That was hilarious. I know, but I do think that Mary knows because she said she likes costumes, and we know the Museum of Arts Costume Institute was the foundation of the Met Gala. But the Met Gala isn't people dressing up in costumes. Yes, it is. It's always thematic. Every year it's thematic. Okay. Yeah. So obviously there's another person that doesn't know about the Met Gala. I would throw a Met Gala party. But Mary was plain old mean to the people that were setting up the party with her, her party planners. Yeah. And she snapped, do you guys even know how to read? And then they cut to the party planners' faces. That looked really painful. I'm being really honest. I thought it was really mean and I was in pain to watch their faces. Well, so Mary... Bought a bunch of shit to be to every place setting. Well, it was so bizarre. There was a goldfish <laughs> jungle. Then it had a journal and pen and paper. Yeah. And then Louis Vuitton earbuds. Oh, and then what Amber was referring to in the... Can you even read? Well, because the notebooks had every woman's name on it. And apparently they had turned the place setting upside down. And that's when Mary was criticizing the party planners for putting the notebooks upside down. And meanwhile, not a minute goes by that I wonder if Mary ever completed fourth grade. Well, all I know is that Mary's outfit with that big cross on it, to me, it just screamed Madonna, 1985. That outfit, that was not Met Gala outfit. Like if you were going to be in a costume, nobody was in a costume. Jen Shaw, of all people, came probably the most dialed up in some outfit that you probably wouldn't be wearing in Salt Lake City. So it felt like a costume. Yeah, <laughs> Well, and then Heather and Mary's show up looking exactly the same with their sunglasses. Oh, do you remember when Heather showed up in all her, it had some oh, lace, oh, yeah. and then Mary's like, tickly, 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 and then Heather goes, Mary's weird. Like in her confessional, Mary's weird. <laughs> and it cut right there. And then she was talking about, but I'm all in, because basically oh, I got Bhutan, I got this, I got that. She was all in with Mary's That play was setting. so funny. Yeah, and I kind of all in too. Because everything that Mary talked about at the Met Gala party that she was throwing, she put a price tag on everything. I appreciated it for many, many reasons because I want to know how much that shit costs. But like, oh, you're drinking Dom Perignon, oh. 2003. Yeah. Oh, yeah Didn't she hilarious. say something like 5,600 yeah. people died in 2003 from the, from the heat? 
but they're the best, best grapes, grapes ever. ever. It was such a As weird comment. As if the comment. champagne made up for 5,600 people dying. Yeah. That's my point. When I said I question whether she graduated from fourth grade, because she's always saying something stupid like that. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Anyway. She is such an odd bird. She's a weirdo. She is a weirdo, and I love her on the show. And I will continue to like her on the show because I think the show needs it. Because if they did have the other, it's very important if they had the other set of just the other women, it, it wouldn't be very interesting. <laughs> Our dog is coughing, you guys. Our 15-year-old dog is coughing. Yeah. She's Sorry. spitting up. But that's okay. She's fine. Anyway. But can I say something about that too? So I agree with you about Mary. And I also love just the look on Mary's face half the time. She is so naive about so many things, which I appreciate. For example, when Jen Chaw at the beginning of the episode was calling it, basically, she fucked her grandfather. And Mary heard it. She admitted she heard it. And Mary was just kind of sitting there looking off into space. Had it been anybody else on a Housewives franchise who just got called names like that, they would have been right on over screaming at Jen Shaw. So I like yeah. that about Mary, actually. I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. And then it just did go downhill, though. Once they all sat at the table... Then that's when Jen Shaw was going on about her father and losing her father. And her father was a very loyal man. Well, and she wanted made, loyalty. Yeah. Made me think of Donald Trump, you know, when she was asking about loyalty. Well, here's the thing. And Mary actually brought it up, which is why she's inherently smart, actually, is that Mary basically said uh, she's sitting over there trying to come an explanation for why she was rude to Meredith. While she was rude to Meredith. No, she was rude to Meredith. But the person she was the rudest to was freaking Mary. I mean, she was talking about Mary behind her back that she fucked her grandfather. And that's why Meredith shouldn't be going to Mary's church. But the real person that deserves the apology is Mary. Yeah. Yeah. It was bizarre. It, it was totally She's not going to get it. Matter of fact, didn't Jen Shaw stand up and start pointing? And it was just going to go. That's going to go. It's still another to, to, to be continued. Guys. So okay. that's what we ended up with this episode. But I will say this. People need to watch Heather and Whitney and their confessionals. They're absolutely hysterical. And Also, Whitney's wearing really crazy clothes in her confessional. Oh, that royal blue satiny It looks really tacky. It's terrible. But what about Meredith? She was in the same oh, royal in blue her, and that in a wig. wig. We talked about that wig before. Well, yeah. The Bob wig. Yeah. Heather looks good in her confessionals. I think Lisa always looks good in her confessionals. Yeah, yeah. And Mary doesn't do a lot of confessionals. Have you noticed that? Oh, I didn't. No, she doesn't do a lot of confessionals. Yeah, you're right. That's bizarre. I wonder yeah. if they're just not getting good stuff from her. Yeah. What's going on. But she's one of those peripheral characters where you don't actually feel. She's almost like a prop to the show. I don't really get a sense of any personality from her. I think from my perspective, and I know we're only in episode three at this point, right? Or is that episode four? That was episode four. Well, hold on for a second. I just want to say, the only people that I get true personality from, like I'm getting who they are are Heather, Whitney, and Jen. I'm not uh, yeah. getting anybody else. Yeah. I think Meredith and Lisa, to me, feel pretty one-dimensional. Yes. And Mary's not even in this dimension. She is in another outer space. That's mm -hmm. why I think she can be part of the other group because she's interesting enough because she's so out there. Whereas Meredith and Lisa just kind of blend in with the wall. More well, people less. still can't tell the difference between the two. Yeah, I can tell the difference now. I say that when well, I get can. their names messed up, but you cannot miss Meredith's voice. She reminds me of a mix between Fran Drescher and Leah Remini. Oh my gosh, so true. Yeah. And Jen Shaw, who still is the main character, obviously, of the show. Heather Day is coming right up behind her, too. Yeah. Me. But 
they're trying to get you to know her better. Like, oh, she's lonely, this or that. But I still don't get her. I don't understand. What is her backstory? Maybe we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I think we have so much more to find out. And I'm hoping this episode coming up is just as good as this one. Because this one was good. Yeah. yeah it, was it was really great. funny. And yeah. primarily thanks to Heather and Whitney. 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 And by the way, there's nothing Mormon in the entire episode. That's, no. Nothing. So. All right. It is what it is. Well, that's that on Sasscast with Sarah and Amber. We hope that you will turn in for the next episode five. If you like us, subscribe to us. We are on Spotify and iTunes, all the other directories for podcasts. Tell your friends about it. If you know anybody who wants to sponsor us, please do let us know. And we hope that you have a nice day.